You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Welcome back to Speak Your Style, everyone. Um, today, we are happy to have with us Miss Tara Stewart, and she is a professional organizer. Welcome, Tara. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Are you feeling organized? I'm feeling very, yes. <laughs> um, well, so tell everybody the ins and outs of what you do in your business. Okay. So I help declutter and organize homes, but in a functional way. So for me, my main goal is to help people figure out what they're using on a consistent basis and pare them down to those items and then have their house function in a better manner. So instead of just coming in and just organizing clutter, one of my main missions is to leave you with stuff that you actually use and organize just that. Because for a lot of people, they just end up organizing more and more clutter when really what the issue is, they need less things. I like that, but I'm a consummate purger. So every season or every so often I go through and I'm like, have I not touched this in the last year? Then it's time to donate it, throw it away, whatever, because I hate clutter because for me, it distracts me. And so physical clutter is mental clutter and I work in my home and it's a nightmare. So, um, I'm pretty excited to hear all your tips and tricks. Cause this is something I'm, I like a lot. Um, well, so how did you get started doing organizing? Um, cause you know, that's obviously not something that you necessarily go to school for. So how did you even get into it? So I kind of feel like I'm a habitual entrepreneur by nature. I feel like there's a group of people that just naturally are always coming up with, you know, something to do. And I was always just doing this in my own home. And so I had actually helped out a friend over the Christmas holiday of 2019, right before COVID. So I came home and I told my husband, I'm like, you know what? I am really good at this. And I need more interaction with people because at the time I was working an office job and I just, by nature, I love people and I love helping people. It just kind of is my jam. Um, so I was like, you know, I wonder if I could do this because I feel like I have a gift for it. I feel like, um, a lot of people need it. And so I had actually launched my business, um, three weeks before COVID hit. <laughs> so it, instantly started and then stopped. So it was a little bit of a shift. And so I was like, okay, so we're not going into people's homes right now. No problem. I'll just regroup. So I just started during that period of time, kind of, it was, you know, March, April, May, before people felt comfortable having people in homes with masks and what have you, is I just started rolling out tips in my own home. I would video myself and my kids. I would research more information on like the best systems to use. So even though it came naturally, again, I'm similar to you. It, purging comes naturally to me, but it doesn't to everybody. So um, I wanted to make sure that when I spoke with people, I came at it from understanding their perspective. So just because it's easy for me and you to purge through a house, it's not, that's not the way it is with everybody. So coming at it from a, I understand where you're at and being sensitive to the reason why they keep a lot of things, because it's really more emotional than it is anything. It's not that they want to have, you know, 15 of something. It's just that either there's something in their backstory, there's something where that came from. 
you know, I feel guilty because my mom gave it to me, you know, even though their mom might be six hours away and doesn't even know if they still use the mug from 20 years ago. It's that kind of thing. So after we got through that period of time and we were back into homes, it was really, I guess, the fall that it started to be like, okay, I'm back at homes. And it started more of a decluttering because what had happened is everybody was stuck inside. So my main focus was more decluttering. And then it just kind of morphed into, okay, now that we've got them purged down, let's organize what's left. But my main mission when I first started was really almost helping those people that were um, wanting to be minimalist, but were you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum. So it started there because like you said, it really is physical clutter is mental clutter. And what was so unique about the timing now that I look back on it is with everybody then going into their homes, then it really started to bother them. Before they were working outside of their homes, they weren't at home as much. So, you know, this stuff might be piled in the spare bedroom, but I just shut the door and go on. Well, now they're needing to use a spare bedroom for virtual learning for their children. They're needing to use a spare bedroom for their husband to stay home, or they're now having their office in like a master bedroom closet. So then it became more of, I think, a burden on a lot of people's spirit. And so I was like, oh yeah, I am, I'm coming. I'm on my way. <laughs> See, you two are purgers and I'm a hoarder. So I'm like the complete opposite. <laughs> We can reform you, Sasha. That's what today is about, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Tara, I didn't realize that the business was as new as it is because I've heard a lot about you. Um, so we have a mutual client who's also a very good friend of mine. I know that you went and did some work with her and I actually swiped some of your tips from her house once I went over there. <laughs> I love that. You did some cool stuff like... Um, in my home, we have this really crummy, I could go on and on about the kitchen's fine, but we have this soffit. The soffit really should have been taken out when the previous owners uh, renovated, they didn't do it. So I had this crummy short cabinet above my microwave. That is our spice cabinet, just because there's nowhere else. We don't have any kind of pull out spice option. And I'm not very tall. Um, can't get up in the cabinet. I had some like stair step shelves in there well I mean it didn't really help me I could see what was back in the back but I couldn't reach it so anyway at Robin's house you did these little pull out um trays in her cabinet with the spices and so I did that after learning that tip and my husband says every time we cook this was like one of the best things that we've done in that kitchen and we've probably saved ourselves some time before we feel like we have to remodel because it at least functions for us so thank you for that tip that makes me so incredibly happy. <laughs> I know it's funny, those little spaces. And I like to be able to pick stuff up and bring it down. I'm like you, I'm not even barely five feet tall. So if I can get a whole bin of something and set it on the counter, grab what I need to put it back up, it makes a world of difference. So yeah, yay. Well, and what I appreciate, um, I have the benefit of knowing a lot of your process from that friend and client. And so I know you went to her home, you pre-measured cabinets, the pantry, you got all of those details and then did some shopping so that right when you came back, then you could offer her these organization um, bins and concepts that fit what you had left. Do you want to talk about that and kind of how that process works? Yeah, absolutely. And I try to tailor it to all of my clients' needs and their budget. 
So um, everybody is different. I've got people that are like, okay, I've already bought some items. They might not work in this space. Could we reuse them elsewhere? Absolutely. Um, and then I also try to, like you said, um, the client you're referring to is in an older home. So the cabinets might be smaller than some of our newer homes. So, you know, now you're dealing with an eight inch depth or a 10 inch depth versus the 12, things like that. So yeah, um, it's key to measure first because I think what happens to a lot of people is they'll see something super cute at home goods and they bring it home and then it doesn't work like they thought. And then that just, then it becomes more clutter because it's now sitting somewhere else because it didn't work and now they got to find something else. So yes, absolutely. So what I do for my clients is I either meet them in person beforehand or we do a FaceTime and they can send me the measurements. I go over kind of what their main goal for the space is. You know, when you're talking about a kitchen, for example, maybe they're like, well, it's not very functional. I can't figure out where the spices should go. It's in this lazy Susan because that's what my mom did, but I don't really like it. Is there somewhere else? A lot of kitchens are set up the way someone's mom did it and they can't seem to rethink the cabinets. So yes. So from there, what I do is I do all the shopping for them. I come with way too much stuff basically so we can find what works and then I always return what doesn't um so it saves my client time it saves them all the headaches and hassle of buying returning buying returning sending things back so usually when I show up I'm like please don't panic there's definitely a lot here but it's so that we can get it done and get it done correctly so if that the one I might come with two or three choices so if one didn't work, then, okay, let's go to the next one. And then they don't have to worry about it's done, it's completed, and it's labeled, and then we carry on. So do you usually go room by room, or do you try to tackle it all as one? What's the best way to go about that? I absolutely love this question. Um, so I would tell you the same thing that I tell my clients when we're trying to figure out which room to start in. Start in a space that gives you the most anxiety. That's usually, if I'm going to do a whole house, I've got several clients that have been with me for the past year and we've been going room by room. And so I just say, okay, which one, if I could just wave a magic wand and the, and the room was finished, which room would we start in? Usually it's the main rooms, right? A kitchen is a really, really big one. A master closet is huge, especially for women because they can't find what they want to wear. And honestly, when it comes to a master closet, especially the period of time we're living in, you're grabbing the same stuff over and over again. You know, maybe sizes have changed a little bit. Get rid of the stuff that doesn't fit. All it's going to do is produce anxiety for you. Just donate it. Somebody else can be wearing it. So um, little sidebar there on the clothing thing. So I tell people, let's start in the room that drives you the most crazy, the biggest bang for your buck and go there. Because what happens is they kind of catch the bug, like the decluttering, organizing bug from that space. And so a lot of times I'll get a text message later that was like, I felt so good. I went ahead and did the whole closet, which I love. And I'm like, wait, slow down. Cause I wanted to come back, <laughs> but I love it. Cause it empowers people to then see the vision of how much better they can feel when they can find their stuff. So on a big room scale, I would say, start what's bugging you the most. If you needed to do it in tinier, tinier little bits, like you're just like that. So overwhelms me. I can't do that on my own start with one single drawer. And if I could pick one drawer in your whole house to do, I'd say the junk drawer because most of it literally is junk. So I would just dump out that entire junk drawer from the kitchen onto the floor. 
shred what needed to be shredded. There's probably coupons that have expired. There's keys you don't have any idea what they go to. Go ahead and trash all of it. And then you're gonna use either a small container. There's a great one that I love from Ucopia that's very adjustable. I would definitely always recommend things that are adjustable, that have adjustable spots. So as your needs change, you're not rebuying a piece of product. You're using the same one, but adjusting it differently. And then, and you don't have to have a fancy label maker, although they're very cute. You could literally just write in an Expo marker or a Sharpie, depending on how flexible you wanted to be, what goes in each spot. Because the key to keeping it organized after you've done all the work, because that's the bottom line. I mean, we can organize, and but unless there's a system to keep it in place, it's not going to matter. You're going to be doing it again soon. But you've got a spot that says scissors and you've got a spot that says pins and Sharpies. And especially if you've got family members, they need to know where to return it. And they will return it if there's a home for it. So then you're not going, I can't find the scissors. I needed to do a present in two hours and I can't cut the wrapping paper. Oh, it's in the junk drawer in the spot that says scissors. And then everybody in the family knows when you're done, it goes back in the spot that says scissors. So if you need it on a smaller scale of where to start that I feel like would help the most, it's the junk drawer. And we can still call it the junk drawer, even though it's now super organized. Do you have a favorite place that you like to organize out of different rooms or oh what is your favorite? Goodness, yes. It's the silliest spot. I love, this is so silly, but I love under the kitchen sink. Is that not ridiculous? I love under the kitchen sink because everything just gets tossed in there and people just really, for some reason, get stuck in like they're paralyzed at how do I fix the kitchen sink? So that personally is one of my favorites to do, which I know sounds crazy. And then my other one, which even sounds nuttier, is a big, long, humongous garage project. <laughs> so I've got extremes. I've got like the really easy one, like I can knock out under the sink in like 10 minutes. And then my garage, like the ones where you're like, oh, we've moved in here 10 years ago and there's still boxes up from the move. I love those. I cannot get enough of those because, oh my goodness, the anxiety level that it produces in families when they can't get their car in the garage, when the garage has become the storage unit, they don't even know what's in the box. Well, then you probably don't need it. You know what I mean? I love those because we get done and they're pulling their car in and they're smiling and I'm like, yay. So those are two of my absolute favorites. I'm totally living for your facial expressions right now. <laughs> I know. What's funny about you saying that is I, it, well, I can't see you, but I can see oh. Liz. And she talks with her hands like I do. And I kept thinking, if everybody could see us right now, I mean, we would, if there was a lamp nearby, we would knock it off. I mean, I, oh dear, all the dinging. I don't know how to turn that off. I'm sorry. But um, yes, so I, I, yeah, I get really excited. I get really excited. And honest to goodness, I, I feel a little crazy because I feel like it produces so much joy for me being able to have a finish to each project. I mean, every day is like, I saved somebody's home. <laughs> okay, Sarah, one question that I have um, oh, there we are. is cuteness over functionality. What is, the, what is more important out of the two? Oh, function, hands down. I'm a function girl. Um, I just, I, this is a good one. I just had this conversation with a client on Friday about her pantry. She loved, she actually had baskets in there. She was like, oh, you had the baskets on one of your pictures. So I used that, but she's got two young, well, she's got one on the way. So she has a two-year-old and she is pregnant and her kids, her two-year-old couldn't find what he needed. 
dad couldn't find, they didn't know what they had. Did they run out of chips? Did they not run out of chips? And so for them and their lifestyle, we really needed to go with something clear. Like the pickle with pantries, I see now I'm on a tangent. The pickle with pantries is they're mostly 16 inches deep. So what happens is if you just throw stuff in there without it in a container, usually when you come home from the store, the new stuff gets in the front and the old stuff goes to the back to die. So the idea is you want a container that fits the entire width of your pantry, whether that be 12 inches or 16 inches. So she had the plan correct, but for her family and the little people, they're more visual. So even though the clear bin didn't hide, let's say the, the clutter of the bags, the way they looked, it functioned so much better in a hole. So um, for them, I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, we need to save you money and time and energy. So we have a clear bin that they use at 16 inches deep and it says like dinner, right? And so mom can literally take the entire bin, set it on the counter, grab out what she needs, put it back in. And it's that whole section of the pantry coming out at one time. And then for little man, we used skinny 16 inch long ones for those little um, applesauce packs. And so he can literally just pull them out. Plus it does two things. Then when she comes home from the grocery, guess who's gonna be in charge of refilling the little bin? Little guy. So now he's got a job that makes him feel responsible. It's helping mom. So I am all about function first. Absolutely. I mean, it can look cute too, but you know. Okay. That's what I was getting ready to say is, but it's okay if it's cute. As long as it <laughs> yeah. Works. I was going to say, absolutely. We want it to look cute. Both, both is the goal, right? Function and cute's the goal, but I'm your girl that like, okay. In the clothing world, I'm not going to wear clothing that I don't feel good in just to be like, you know crazy but oh one moment can we pause that so I can turn off my watch um anyways where was I at oh yes yes it can look cute absolutely I want it to look cute but at the end of the day I want it to work so that six months from now it looks exactly like how I left I always joke that if we were ever broken into I I would know because like everything in my house is just kind of where it sits you know I would know if something was disrupted right. so I like that that you know if you turn around and come back to the closet or the pantry like it looks the same you know exactly what you're yeah with. and you know on that note there was um I recently tried have you guys seen those berry bins like do you know what I'm talking about people open the fridge and their fridge is stacked full of all those clear bins and their yeah. fridge looks like a work of art so this is a perfect example. I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. I want, it's so pretty. I'm gonna, I could not stand that thing to save my life. It didn't, my fruit didn't stay longer or fresher longer. It didn't function as well. I've got three boys. We have a lot of leftovers. I kept having to move it. And then if we ran out of fruit, then I've got an empty container in there taking up space when, you know, so that's a perfect example. I mean, yes. Instagram has gorgeous pictures of organized things, but at the end of the day, we want a system that works for your family. I feel the same okay. way about the refrigerators that have the clear like window panels in them. And I'm like, who in the hell wants to see what's in your refrigerator? No, I don't. No, I don't. no. It's Can usually just... not cute. No, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Liz, we were on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was going to talk about this as well. <laughs> There it always are. reminds me of the old show on MTV, Cribs. And so, you know, they would open their fridge and there would be like 
Perrier lined up or like whatever, you know, all these things. And so I was like, those are the only people that want a clear refrigerator door. Nobody needs to see in that. That's gross. Well, and the other thing that always cracks me up, and again, this is coming from a mom of three boys, is they have these fridge pictures and I'm like, I know y'all don't need eat that healthy all the time. I mean, come on, let's be real here. Where, where's the, where's the ice cream? I mean, surely there's something in there, but yeah, they, I mean, they look pretty, but, and then it just, I mean, okay. Yeah. I digress. There we are. What's your number one go-to tip that you would share with someone just kind of a blanket, like best tip. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So it doesn't sound my best tip would be to stop all of the clutter before it even comes into your house. So for perfect example, I have a lot of clients when we're going through their bathrooms and they'll have one certain eye patch or one particular nail, like singles of everything. And then I find out, oh, they joined us like subs subscription club that sends them random items once a quarter or once a month that they don't even want. And they don't want to throw it away because they paid for it. So now their entire bathroom, are you part of that club? Did you join one of those clubs? Okay. No, I do a razor, but that's it. Like it's the same okay. thing over and over. I mean, I could call them out. I'll call them out. And then you can decide if you want to cut this part out. But there's this FabFitFun subscription. And every time I turn around, I'm like, did you just subscribe to FabFitFun? Because I know this stuff looks like it's straight out of Half of it they don't use, but they feel guilty for throwing it away. So I would, that, I would say that paper clutter wise, I would say go online right now and sign up for the E statements. People do not need to keep every single water bill ever created known to man. You can get it online. Just things that keep you from bringing the clutter originally into your home. I know that's not as organizing tip, but I feel like it helps people from the jump before it even starts. Okay, so that's that's that tip. Let me see if I can think of one that is my go-to for actual organizing. Okay, get a container after you've decluttered. So once you've gone through your, let's say playroom, a playroom is a perfect example because you know you go to Home Goods, there's all these cute baskets, and so you buy the cute basket but doesn't fit the container. I always tell people do the decluttering first, do the purging. This time of year is the best time of year to go through a toy room. Because, and you know how you, let me, okay, here we go. I got one. The kids, if you want to motivate your children to finally get rid of what they're not playing with, tell them you'll post it on Facebook Marketplace and they get the money from it. Uh, all of us, and I absolutely, I'm all to donating too, but let, I mean, and yes, so you can have a pile and you teach your kids to give and you can donate at places. But if you really want your kids to get rid of some stuff, you go into the tour room and you say, here's the deal. The holidays are coming up. We know there's going to, especially before the holidays do this, we know there's going to be more items coming into the house. What is something here that, you know, you don't play with? And I'll tell you what, if it's something that's in great condition and we can sell it, you can have the money from it. And I'm telling you, they will practically purge everything in that room, everything. And then you're like, wait, hold on. You need to, you actually need to keep that. That's your school books, you know, that kind of thing. So that is a huge one. And so then they have the money and then, the, you know, oh, and get rid of every single solitary little tiny toy that they got at Gaddy Town, every little thing that can, can we stop giving gift bags at birthday parties, please? Because then all that stuff goes home to somebody's house. Um, do you just serve clients in the central Kentucky area or how far do you travel? Do you do virtual work? What's that look like? Okay, so currently, um, and I just added 
a third person to my team. So I'm super duper excited because what was happening is I couldn't get to everybody as quick as I wanted to. So actually Twyla Brown helps us out. I know she was on your show last time. So Twyla Brown helps us out some Aaron Baker and Renee Wilson. So I've got three girls now that, so we have some more flexibility as well as um, I can now take two or three people on a job, which makes it go quicker, especially on a garage or a playroom or a basement. So for us right now, currently we're doing Lexington and surrounding areas. And honestly, as long as we can fit it in, we're happy to travel. We include 30 minutes drive time one way. So an hour total and just our service. That's just, you know, that's how far we'll go without um, a travel charge. And then anything outside of that, we just bill at our normal hourly rate if it's over an hour round trip. So as long as we can get you in and it's not, you know, Nebraska, then yeah, absolutely. We will try to get you in. As far as virtual goes, I feel like you can get a lot better results if I'm there with you. So for me, and I'm all about the relationship building, I don't really want it to be one of those things where I come in we do a drawer and then I send you on your way and you never talk to each, we never talk again. So I really hope to teach you systems so that in a couple of months I can be like, Hey, how's that going? Well, maybe I need help here now. So for me, it's a relationship building thing. And I would rather be there in person to help you. Um, especially in regards to, uh, I'll go somewhere and they'll say, Oh, it's okay. I've, I've already, I've already purged that drawer. And I'm like, you did, did you Let, let's just, let's, let's just run through it real quick. And then the next thing you know, I've left with two bags of donations. So I think as far as I'm concerned to get the results that people want to see and that they see on social media, I want to be there and I want to be cheering you on and making sure you understand there's absolutely no shame in whatever you've held on to and encouraging you a little bit of tough love, but a lot of grace to let go of some things that maybe you've had trouble letting go with. So for me, I feel like that's better done one-on-one -on -one in person. It's kind of like having a personal trainer. You just kind of need that person to be with you, that accountability and guide you through it instead of we all know we're supposed to get rid of crap we don't need, but right. clearly we don't do it. So, right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So the way we end all of our podcasts is we have two rapid fire questions for you. Obviously I do interior decorating. So my question is how do you describe your personal home style? <laughs> Simple. Very, my personal home style is looks like we almost just moved in. We don't have a lot on the walls because um, I tend to be a, oh, what's the word? It's not minimalist. I wish I was, I am an aspiring minimalist. So for me, my house and my style is pretty simple. Where I'm on the fashion end of things, how would you describe your personal fashion style? <laughs> oh, I love this one. I can't wait until Twyla hears this one. I am jeans and a t-shirt girl. I actually, you know, you were talking about Marie Kondo a, a while back. And when I did that whole, okay, if I'm not, if it doesn't spark joy, I'm not wearing it. Every dress I own went out the door. I am not your dress girl. I thought I wanted to be so bad. I wanted to be like the ladies who brunch and the cute little sundresses. And I was just like, I'm going to be the girl that shows up and drinks all the hot tea, but she's got on jeans and a t-shirt. So that's me. I like that. I was going to say there's worse ways to dress. I like dresses because I can pick one piece of clothing and I have a whole outfit. I don't have to put together right. pants and a shirt. Right. 
Maybe yeah. that makes me lazy. I don't know. No, I'm like the only, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a very good girly girl. I think that's why I've got boys. Who knows? That's, that's okay. That's all right. Well, Tara, tell everyone where they can find more info about you, how they can connect with you on social media and all that good stuff. Okay. So my website is www.tarram, as in Michelle, stewart.com. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So my handle on Instagram is just Tara M. Stewart. And then you can find me on Facebook. And honestly, I don't know exactly what the handle is for that. I could probably look it up. I'm betting too, just a search with all that other info. They hunt you down on Facebook. The phone's off, remember. So yes, absolutely. Well, and what I appreciate, because I follow you on Facebook, you share a lot of before and after photos and kind of give some insight as to what you've done for that client. And you share a lot of videos as well. Like you'll do a lot of lives and kind of talk people through like, well, let's work on the kitchen sink. So I think it, it's really fun because they can see you in action um, and kind of know what you're about. Yeah, I try. Actually, it's interesting because my Instagram and my Facebook I try to do two different things there. Like you said, on Facebook, I try to show examples of projects, usually tell you how long it took, give you tips, maybe for you to think outside the box. It's more of my local people. I just want to encourage people that they can do it on their own, but if they feel overwhelmed, they can contact us. And then on Instagram right now, I've got a lot more quick videos, things like that. So it's just stills and pictures. But if you really want the inside scoop as far as how it went down, then yeah, Facebook's where you're going to get a little more. Sasha, do you feel inspired to go purge a room? <laughs> yeah, I've made my notes. <laughs> it might take me a while, but you know. Well, I think I might know someone you could call to help. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you want to help with this mess over here. <laughs> oh, girl, I've seen it all. It'd be fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Tara. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me, Liz Toombs, on Facebook and Instagram, as well as my business, PDR Interiors, on both outlets as well. And you can find myself, Sasha Bowlby, on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find Sash and Bow, my boutique, also on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check out the website anytime. Shop 24-7 at sashandbowboutique.com. And we also want to note, too, if you like what you're listening to, please feel free to give us a review um, on the podcast. If you don't want to write out anything, all you got to do is just hit the stars. It's super easy, and we would love to hear your feedback. Thanks. Thanks.